Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to In My Way Fanzine. I am Brian Geller, DC, your host, coming live from Buffalo, New York. Uh, today's episode is Brad Poole hailing out of Cattaraugus County, New York, uh, from the Salamanca area. Really, really interesting story. I first came across Brad uh, back in January, I believe, on Instagram. Somebody reposted one of his stories. Uh, he is on a mission to run 266 miles for uh, cystic fibrosis uh, from July 5th to July 11th. I'm not going to get into too much detail about it because everything is in the podcast. I'm going to keep this intro pretty short today. Again, no Gina. Uh, we've both been kind of busy lately. Uh, she just competed uh, her first meet in about five years or so um, and absolutely crushed it. So the prep leading up to that was uh, just kind of taking up our weekends and whatnot. Um, so the competition was about a week and a half ago from this recording uh, in early February. I honestly don't even remember the day. Things like February 9th. Um, it was her first USAPL meet. I know that doesn't mean much for some of you, but um, she went 347 squat, 204 bench was a huge PR. Uh, Could have easily went a 350 plus squat. And then she finished her day with a 440 pull for a 9... 91 992 total 991 total so just under a thousand pounds so uh pretty big pr all around everything was uh, really successful really successful prep and meet um and the hope is that we break a thousand pound total <coughs> come august uh for another usapl meet but that is neither here nor there she will be on the podcast eventually hopefully maybe uh today's music is provided by the elite uh elite usa 13 on Instagram, EliteUSA.Bandcamp.com, uh, skinhead band coming at you from Buffalo, New York. Not the racist skinheads that most of you assume skinheads are. This is um, a band composed of younger kids. Um, I'm probably, I don't know, 10 years older than most of these kids, so it's really cool to see like young kids still creating really, really pissed off, uh, meaningful, hardcore uh skinhead punk oi so i've never really been into uh oi and skinhead punk but um it's good give it a listen at the end of the episode a uh, couple things so you can find brad at uh on instagram at bradley underscore j underscore pool and that's pool with an e at the end you can find elite uh at elite usa 13 or elite usa.bandcamp.com uh, and finally, for my sponsor, Underground Gym in Buffalo or Orchard Park, New York, for uh, my local yokels uh, at Underground Gym Buffalo. Um, you can find me on Instagram and only Instagram at Brian Geller DC. Um, so, real quick, I kind of want to throw this out there. Uh, I've been wanting to make short form podcasts, a couple minutes, maybe just me talking, maybe just me and another person. Uh, not really how I've been traditionally doing it with uh with a guest but more so just sitting down and i guess it's not that much different unless it's by myself right some short form stuff and i have some topics in mind um and i just want to know if anybody would be one interested in it and two if you are interested uh what topics would you be interested in um my knowledge is mostly within this field right health and wellness fitness powerlifting uh musculoskeletal injury, rehab, performance, things like that. Uh, powerlifting, um, I coached Gina uh, now to two elite 
or and or pro totals, however you want to look at it. Um, and I plan on doing all of her training up until this meet as well, uh, which will give us, you know, another, uh, or this will give us hopefully that thousand plus pound total. So if you have any questions about how I trained her, how I would train future athletes, things like that, um, recovery, injury, so on and so forth. So find me at Brian Geller DC, shoot me a DM. Um, yeah, that's about it. Enjoy the episode. So I'm just going to start recording. So we've got Brad Poole today in uh, In My Way podcast. You just drove, what, an hour to get here? Yep, a little over an hour to get here. Where did you come from? Came from uh, Salamanca. Salamanca. Allegheny County? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cataraugus County. Cataraugus County. Yep. Cat County. Beautiful. Are you are you out there near the res? Are you on the res? Near the res? I live in Salamanca, but it's uh, not on the res, but it's like few minutes off okay so i spent uh, a couple weekends there a few summers ago uh like every weekend i was out in cat county allegheny irving all those yep for uh, i was working as an athletic trainer with a lacrosse team awesome uh pinewood smoke have you heard of them nope you know native sons native sons i think I've heard do, of do you follow the lacrosse just a little bit not, not too much it's very no. specific men's senior b box league indoor <laughs> It's just gotcha. a very specific niche, but uh, yeah, so I worked with the team out there, so I was on the res every weekend at one reservation or another. Um, interesting place. Yeah, man. Is that where you grew up? Yep. Yeah, I grew up there. Went to school in Ellicottville, though. Okay. But lived in Salamanca pretty much my whole life. Yeah. What was that like growing up out there? So uh, I, 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 I have a lot of people um, who listen to this that are back home from me, which is New York City. So Salamanca is like the furthest thing in the world yeah. in terms of not just <clears throat> location, but in terms of uh, lifestyle, I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's so wildly different. But just, just, yep. just give like a quick gotta, minute on what it's like growing up out there in Salamanca. You got to find stuff to do for sure because yeah. there's not really much around there. So growing up, I would just uh, four-wheelers. Mm-hmm. We had a snowmobile at one point. Uh... Just childhood pickup games, basketball, football, all yeah. that stuff. Now, how far were you growing up from a reservation? Uh, it's like three to five minutes away. Okay, so close. What yeah. was that like? Did you guys ever get into any trouble with them? Was it no. ever nothing nope. like that? Nope. Okay. Everybody down there is very nice. Yeah. Yeah, for the most part, every every person I met that came from a reservation was, was super nice. But you always hear the stories. I mean, you know, I don't want to get too, like, like we just mentioned, I don't want to get into politics, especially when it comes to native reservations i don't want to dive yeah. too deep into that but considering you kind of grew up in that neighborhood i figured maybe you'd have uh a little more insight on what what was going on I mean, over every, there but everybody i've met yeah. there is awesome yeah so, so that's where you were born and raised over there yep yeah yep no problems where'd you go to school you said uh Ellicottville. Yep. What about, did you go to college i went to college at uh pitt bradford where's that i've heard it's, of pitt uh, bradford, bradford pa it's like oh okay yeah, 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 yeah. Salamanca. That's why you're right near like the so Jam- I, Jamestown border, Erie kind of. Uh, let's see. Sort of. That's Chautauqua. It's, it's town, the opposite right? way of okay. uh, Jamestown. All right. Yeah, but, uh, I mean that's that's my <laughs> my vast knowledge of anything outside Erie County. And I went there. I got a degree in sports management, mm-hmm. and then I went to uh, Canisius for a master in sports administration. Okay. And then back to Pitt again for a degree in exercise science. All right. So you're just collecting degrees at just that point? Yeah. No, I'm done now. Good. All Too right. much debt. So wait, you're 32? <laughs> 32. 31, 31, 32. 32. Yep. All right. So 
I found you on Instagram. Like I said, somebody reposted <clears throat> your story uh, or one of your posts, and you mentioned that you are running 266, right? 266 are you running or walking or kind of both? It. Running. It, running. Yeah. So I, I see this post, 266-mile run for cystic fibrosis in a in seven days, right? In a one week? Yep, seven so days. So 50-something miles a day on yeah, average? Yeah, it's going to be about uh, 40, 40 a day. Okay, all right. Did I do my math? No, I did my math completely wrong. Okay, I thought five days. Goal was to raise uh, hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, so let's let's talk about that. Let's go right from the beginning. So, just go. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I have cystic fibrosis myself. And I do want to talk about that because I, I have one acquaintance with cystic fibrosis. He's not a friend of mine. He's a friend of a friend, and uh, I mean, life isn't the easiest. Oh, you know what I mean? I, I, I yep. know that we haven't really talked about it. Him and I are not that close to say like, hey, what is it like dealing with cystic fibrosis? But um, what is it like dealing with cystic fibrosis? Bring, uh, bring me back to the beginning. Yeah, it's definitely not uh, <clears throat> not easy. So you're, it's a genetic disease where you're born with it. Yeah. Mainly affects the lungs and digestive system. So it's where like there's a, there's a couple faulty genes in the body that uh, cause your body to produce very thick and sticky mucus. Mm-hmm. And that mucus causes uh, infections within your lungs because bacteria. Bring that mic just a touch closer to you. Yep. Right there. Right there, good? Yeah. So that mucus uh, causes bacteria to grow within it. Mm-hmm. And that leads to lung infections over time, scars of lung tissue. Yeah. Ultimately damages the lungs. It's a progressive disease. So over time it gets progressively worse. Yeah. It can affect other parts of the body as well, uh, like the, the digestive system. Mm-hmm. Uh so it's a tough disease to deal with uh, growing up and still to today I have had to do uh, I have to do breathing treatments every day yeah and, uh, and that's something that I, I made some note of too because I was I was browsing through your Instagram last night um, and you post quite a bit about you know dealing with cystic fibrosis yep. but obviously there's so much more than just what you could put in a Instagram post um, so you're born with it what age do you really start getting affected with it or was it kind of like right off the bat uh, so it just depends on so there's a bunch of different mutations of CF. Mm-hmm. If you have like a mutation that causes it to uh, progress faster, you're gonna notice problems pretty quick. Earlier, yeah, earlier yeah. in childhood. But when did you start to really notice them? Uh, I think the first time I was hospitalized was when I was 13. Oh wow. And uh, now, did you know prior to 13 that you have cystic fibrosis? Yep. I knew. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I've, I've had to do treatments my whole life breathing treatments i do like three different nebulizers a day yeah and then you do a vest treatment as well but we'll we'll talk about all that we'll talk about that yep yeah so you do three different nebulizers a day three different nebulizers a day uh morning evening or morning afternoon then evening yeah how long does each treatment last it's like a half hour right uh so i do that with the vest okay and the vest is a half hour okay so what is this vest because i saw you wearing it and it just looks like a weighted vest yep it's like a life jacket you put on yeah and you hook these tubes that hook to a machine Mm mm-hmm and then the machine, you turn it on, it blows air into the vest, blows the vest up. And then uh, there's different settings on the machine, the speed and the pressure. Okay. And so every five minutes, the speed gets faster, the pressure gets harder. Yeah. And so what it, it just shakes the uh, shakes the torso, it's shaking the mucus off the lungs so you can cough it up, spit it out. Oh, wow. So I wear that three times a day for 30 minutes yeah. and do the nebulizers at the same time. So, yeah. So, so right there, you've got an hour and a half plus of your day just dedicated to treatments. Yes, sir. Yeah, so that's quite a bit of time. And you've been doing that, what, since you were 13? Uh, I've been doing the vest probably since I was like 9 or 10. Holy shit. I want to say. So 20 plus years now. Yeah. Yeah. Every day. 
50 plus pills daily we got to take. Wow. Uh, our digestive system doesn't work properly because mm-hmm. the pancreas, uh, the mucus clouds the ducts that lead from the pancreas. So the body's natural enzymes can't be released mm-hmm. to digest the food. So uh, we have to take enzymes every time we eat to help digest the food for us. Yeah. Have you noticed any foods you can or can't eat? Uh, <clears throat> nope. I can pretty much eat anything. Anything. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So nothing really kind of fucks you up. Nothing dairy, really. Dairy's okay. Dairy's good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. It it, uh, it uh, produces a lot of mucus, but yeah. I uh, I still yeah do dairy. Now, do you carry an inhaler as well, or is that not necessary for CF? Uh some people probably do. I mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. But. Yeah, even, so it's a good amount of your day. So, so what is it like if you, like you coming here, right? Because yeah. you're an hour on the road, you're going to be here for hour, hour and a half, another hour on the road. Is it in the back of your head like, I got to plan things around my treatments. I can't really be anywhere for too long because I've got to get home, you know, and hook myself uh, up to an nebulizer for a half hour. Nah, not like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I did it before I came. Okay. Then I'll just do it whenever I get back home. Okay. For my afternoon session. Yeah. And then right before bed, I'll hit it up again. Okay. So it's as long as you pretty much get it in. If you miss yeah. it, you'll notice it pretty quick. Um, I won't notice it too quick. Yeah. But uh, I, re- I really don't miss the machine anymore. <clears throat> back yeah. in the day when I was a teenager. Yeah, you would notice it. I used to slack off, and uh, that caused problems. Yeah. But uh, being active too with exercises it helps big time. Yeah. Yeah, so. and I, I definitely, definitely really want to talk about that too. But I, I still have so many questions about CF. Just, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're the first person I've, I've really yeah, known man, with it. So, it. Um, growing up with it, you know, 13 years old, you're hospitalized. Yeah. Why were you hospitalized? Uh, because I got sick and my lung function dropped. Okay. Big time. And they knew right away this is because of the CF. Or yep. Yeah. And then they found that's <clears> when they found out that I had a pseudomonas aeruginosa mm-hmm. in my lungs, and I've had it ever since. Oh wow. Yep. And you've just been dealing with that. Just colonizing the lungs, yep. So growing up in a pretty rural area, you guys are obviously active. Yeah. What is that like growing up CF? Being an active kid, you know, is it kind of, is it limiting you? Is it? Nope. Never limited me. Okay. I didn't let it limit me. Uh, yeah. limit me. Uh, I grew up playing like soccer, football, basketball, all yeah. that good stuff. Like I said before, like pickup games in the neighborhood. So I think a lot of that stuff helped uh, to keep me. As healthy okay. as I am today. Yeah. Even though there was times in my life where I, uh, which we'll probably talk about later, mm-hmm. that I uh, started going down the wrong path. Yeah. So, but I tried to uh, stay as active as possible. My parents made sure I was in sports. Okay. Just to keep the lungs as healthy as healthy. possible. Good. Okay. So, sounds good. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, what, what is life, expect- life expectancy like with cystic fibrosis? So, when I grew up, <clears throat> the doctors told my parents they weren't sure if I lived to see 18 years old. Mm-hmm. Here you are, 31. Here I am. 32? Yep, 32. 32. Yep, 32 years old. And that is uh, because of advancements in treatment yeah. throughout the years. So once doctors really found, or scientists found out what actually caused CF, they could then develop medications to help fight it. But there is no government funding for yeah. CF. So all the money raised has to come from, like, doing... Uh, you know, charity events, raising mm-hmm. awareness. All that money there goes right towards CF. That's how they develop these medications to help fight it. Why do you think that is? Why is it not government funded? I have no clue. Yeah. It's something that definitely should be. Yeah. How many but, people are affected with it? Do you know? Uh, there's 70,000 worldwide. Okay. 
30,000 in the United States. Is it just not enough people affected with it? Could be a possibility. I'm not, yeah. It's a very rare disease, too. Not many people uh, have heard about it. Mm-hmm. But it could have something to do with it. Yeah. But I'm not 100% sure. Not too sure. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of crazy to think about. Um, such a pretty big disease. Not having yeah. any real funding to it. So, And that's one of the reasons why you're doing that's this why, trek. That's why I do what I do. Yeah. I do, uh, I've do. i done many fundraisers. Mm-hmm. This one that I'm going to be doing is going to be the... Biggest one? Biggest one yet. And yeah. one, it's... <clears throat> all the fundraisers I've done in the past, they don't... They're just like a, like basketball tournament, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Not stuff that is actually making me do any work. Okay. So this one, I'm putting myself up to a challenge. And uh, What were the other fundraisers that you were doing? I've done basketball tournaments. We did that for like five or six years in Ellicottville. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple other ones. the other ones yeah I forgot the other ones that's all right <laughs> this is the biggest one I mean this is why we're not here to talk about your basketball fundraisers yeah um so let's let's get into this one let's let's start talking about right. it so you've got 266 miles across Cattaraugus County right that's the goal yep. in yep. seven days where do you start where do you end so I'm gonna start in Ellicottville mm-hmm. and end in Ellicottville okay so you're doing like a loop doing a loop okay got a map here yeah, I want to take a look at that. Yeah. Um, so 266 miles. What, I, I guess, kind of what lay, led you to this decision of the Cat County loop? Uh, so there's a couple things. Uh, have you heard of the Iron Cowboy? Is he the one who does these, like, crazy... Yeah, he did, like, 50 triathlons, 50 days and 50 states. Yeah. It was on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't see this, but I've heard about it on other podcasts. So I watched that. That kind of really inspired <clears throat> the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there's another kid in uh, the UK. He has CF. He's my age. He does a bunch of different things like this yeah. that challenge himself to raise money for it. And so that kind of inspired me as well. And so... Uh, I was just trying to think of something I could do that would be a, a tough challenge Yeah. just to inspire the younger generation of CF mm-hmm. and just anybody who may be going through a tough time, showing them that you can beat whatever you're going through and yeah. you don't have to let it define you. And um, I was actually talking with my sister, asking her uh, what, what would be a good challenge I could do. I want to. I want to do something with running. Mm-hmm. And she said, "How about run through every town in Cattaraugus County?" Yeah. How many towns are there? Ooh, I think there's like thirty something towns. Okay. So enough. There's enough. And it, so then, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's where the idea came from. So like, yeah, may as well go for it. Just yeah, run, let's do it. Run around a county, um, take a week off, and just go running for a <laughs> yeah. bit, Forrest Gump style. <laughs> uh, is your sister somebody that? I mean, are you guys pretty close? Is it yeah, kind of yeah. like a business partner or somebody who's who gives you advice frequently? Yep, yeah, we've been uh, pretty close our whole life. Mm-hmm. Is she one of the people on this list? Nope, she's not on there, but I just oh. gave her a shout-out right okay, there. Okay, so I'll throw her on there. <laughs> um, and then, I mean, I guess, what was your first reaction when she was like, yeah, just run around the county? Were you just like, yeah, sure? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Man, uh, like I said, I like a good challenge. Yeah. I'm not going to shy away from it. And I just want to prove that it can be done. Yeah, running's been a big part of your life. Yeah, I started running like three years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to get into shape. 
Yeah, I, I was weightlifting for a long time. Yeah. And uh, I wanted my lung function was was decent, but I wanted to find ways to uh, see if I could get it up even more. Mm-hmm. So I switched over to running, and ever since then it's been like better. Yeah. So I've just stuck with it, and I've done a bunch of different races. Uh, four half marathons, couple ten uh, k's, a twenty five k, five k's. I got a race in a couple weeks, a fifty k. What is that miles? Uh, it's thirty one. Okay. So that'll be my biggest race yet. Oh wow! So we're slowly building up. Yeah. So you've got what five months roughly? Yeah, just five about five months. That's all the big, big one. What else have you, have you been doing to kind of prepare for this in terms of, like, training, food, lifting? I mean, obviously you're running yeah. probably pretty frequently. Yep, so my running coach, Mark Wilson, uh, shout out to him for all the help. Uh, he's got me on a plan. I'm running six days a week. Mm-hmm. And then Darren Fisk, he's a, he's a strength coach at Shane Bonaventure. Okay. So he's got me a plan where I'm uh, lifting. I'm lifting, like, two to three days a week. Yeah. I was going to say, you probably can't keep that lifting intensity yeah, higher, no. even the, the frequency for that yep. matter. Uh, you know. Focuses legs and core. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, How many miles are you pulling in a week right now? Right now, I'm doing about 40 miles a week. Okay. So like, I'm assuming you guys are probably just going to try to ramp that up pretty quick. Yep. Starting in March, mm-hmm. he's going to have me running uh, 15 miles every other day. And then in between those will be like three-mile runs. Okay. And then it's just going to keep increasing as yeah. we go. So by the time you get around, hopefully you should just be conditioned. Should just, be good enough. Yep. Know. Now you have planned stops every day. Uh, yep. So actually, it was just meeting with the guy the other day who made the map, and uh, the goal is to hit forty miles every day. Mm-hmm. And so we just kind of went figured out how far forty miles would be, and so we got like the places listed that I'll be stopping at. Okay, where are you gonna be stopping every day? Oh, let me check. Put this map out. And then I'll get a photo of the map. We'll put it yeah, up on, it's awesome. on the Instagrams. First stop looks like it's going to be somewhere around Freedom, New York. Mm-hmm. Now, where are you going to be staying? At hotels? Or nope, somewhere? we're going to hopefully use the parents, uh, the in-laws camper. Okay. So then I'll just kind of camp out, hang out. That'll be nice. He's following you? Yep. The whole way, okay. And then the second stop will be Cataraugus, New York. And then uh, third is Conowango. Fourth will be Little Valley. Fifth is going to be Allegheny. Sixth is Humphrey. And then back to Ellicottville on back the final home. one. Yep. So should be interesting. Yeah, 40 miles a day, man. That's. <laughs> um... Yep, we wanted to make it so the last day would be like the shortest distance. Okay. So the last day is going to be like a 26-mile run. It's like a marathon distance. Yeah. That'll be nice. Have you um, – do you listen to other podcasts at all? Uh, I actually don't listen to too many podcasts. Not much. So I, I bring him up pretty – probably, I think, almost on every episode. But Joe Rogan, he's got obviously yeah. a very big yeah. podcast. <clears throat> he interviewed this one guy. He's a comic from England, Eddie Izzard. He was just a stand-up comic and an actor, not an athlete by any means. And he ran – um, shit, I don't even remember the numbers, but he, he did like an incredible amount of marathons every single day. 
he was running like 40, 50 miles a day, something, you know, just out of nowhere, just put on a pair of shoes and just went for it. Just started running. And then did a run through Africa as well. It's a pretty lengthy one. I think it might have been like two or three days long, if not more. Um, so, yeah, he just, just kind of picked up and just went. And he was like, at some point, your body adapts. He's like, you feel pretty good. You start to break down, break down, break down. You feel like shit. He's like, and then one day out of nowhere, he's like, you just just feel better. Your body just and gets just, used to just it. just adapts. And he was like, yeah, he's like, you don't even think about it anymore. He's like, awesome. you're blistered, you know, you're sunburned, whatever, you're dying, and then you just... Well, hopefully that's the case for me. Yeah. So you're going to be running in July, so it's going to be... Yep, so uh, I'll be running from between 4 a.m. to 12 p.m. Okay. Coach doesn't want me running any any longer than 12 p.m. since it's going to be hot. doesn't yeah. want to drain me. And uh, so trying to do it when it's cooler. <clears throat> okay. So you got a good, uh, what's it called, to eight hours a day? Eight hours, yeah. yeah. Yep trying to keep like a 10 11 minute pace Mm -hmm. what are you doing about nutrition wise anything right now uh nothing right now i'm just eating pretty much whatever (laughs) eating whatever but uh as it gets closer we're gonna start dialing in the nutrition what are you gonna be doing about medication and nebulizers and stuff like that so uh i'm gonna have it all with me yeah so before i run i'll probably get up at like 3 a.m mm-hmm Get all my, get my first set of breathing treatments in. Uh, do the run. Hit it up again when I'm done in the afternoon. Do yep. it in the morning before bed. Uh, I'll have all my pills and stuff with me. So I'm not gonna be missing out on that stuff. Okay, good. Uh, should I actually just had a question? I completely forgot. That's right. We'll get back to it. Um, yeah, I totally forgot what I was just about that. That's all right. We'll, 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 we'll move on. Uh, so I saw you posting a couple of, I guess you'd call them like miracle drugs. You had yeah. Trikafta? Trikafta. Trikafta. Yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah, so this drug just came out, I want to say three months ago, two, three months ago. Mm-hmm. So this drug doesn't, so like the nebulizers and stuff, they just treat the symptoms of CF. Yeah. Whereas this new drug, it's a pill form. It treats the underlying cause of CF. Okay. So within the, uh, in anybody's body, there's these channels. Within the lungs, there's these channels where water and sodium can flow through. Mm -hmm. It causes, so everybody has mucus in their bodies. But uh, if your channels are open, it keeps the mucus thin. So you don't have CF, so your mucus is very thin. Yeah. In my lungs, those channels are blocked off. So the water and the sodium can't get through. So the mucus on the other side becomes very dehydrated, thick and sticky. Mm-hmm. So what this drug does is it helps open up those channels so the water and the sodium can flow through like it should. Okay. And uh, the FDA just approved it, like I said, like two or three months ago. Have you noticed it, a big difference since you've been on it? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I used to cough, not a lot, but I would cough throughout the day every day. Yeah. At some point, but now I noticed I'm not really coughing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to have like post nasal drip almost every day. Yeah, it seems like that's like dried right up. Uh, I was fairly healthy before the drug, but uh, those are the two main things. I also like weight gain because mm-hmm. it helps uh, your pancreas to function better. Yeah, which will obviously help. Obviously, with yep, digestion helps you digestion. Put on weight. So I gained like 10 pounds with it. Uh, but if somebody, like I've seen a lot of stories of other people I follow with CF, mm-hmm. whose lung function was like not good. Within a couple of weeks, it 
skyrocketed right That's up. great. Now, do you have a large community of, um, of people with CF that you communicate with? Yep. Yeah, there's, uh, like, an Instagram, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to follow anybody who has CF. Yeah. Just keep watching their stories, inspire, motivate. Social media's definitely been a big part oh, of... big time. I mean, kind of communicating, connecting, and marketing, especially with what you're doing now. Yep. Are you hitting the social media pretty hard now? Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. And people with CF, they can't... Uh, they're not supposed to be around each other. Really? Because they're the bugs in their lungs. Okay. So I got MRSA and I got Pseudomonas. Mm-hmm. That's in my lungs, colonized. If I was around somebody with CF who didn't have any type of bug yet, and I was coughing around, there's a chance that they could potentially get one of those bugs. Jesus. But if I'm around you who don't have CF, yeah. for some reason... I'll be all right. Yeah, you'll be all right. No, all I right. mean, how would you know if you were in a public place? And that's, some, that's, uh, that's, that's the... That's uh, the... Inherent risk. Yep. Okay. Uh, actually, the one question that I was going to ask, and I totally forgot, do you have any funding coming in for this right now? I mean, obviously you're running, so it's not like there's... It's free to run. Nobody's stopping you, but... Is there any other funding? Is there any other kind of limitations with the towns, with the county that you have to go through, or is it pretty straightforward, everybody on board? Uh, yep, everybody's pretty much on board so far. Yeah. So we're just in the beginning stages of planning it. Mm-hmm. I got a lady with me. Uh, I got her on that list, Carolyn. She's from the CF Foundation, Western New York chapter. Okay. She's helping me out big time. With uh, We're going to start marketing, marketing it big time, promoting it, uh, finding different ways to advertise it. And you said you have done some speaking engagements already about this? Uh, or has it just been about CF so Just far? about, like, CF and mental health in my life. Yeah. Uh, I actually spoke in Buffalo, I think, two, three months ago. Mm-hmm. I got invited to a CF event. Where? Where I, uh, where was it? It was at the Hyatt. Okay. And uh, I can't remember what the event was for, but I spoke there, and I also shared what I'm doing here. So that was the first time I actually talked about the 266. Put that out in the uh, in the universe. When did you start doing speaking engagements about CF? Uh, let's see. I think the first time I got asked was uh, early 20s. Mm-hmm. And I was nervous as shit. Yeah. <laughs> Is it pretty natural now you feel? Yeah, now I, I feel... It's just second nature. Yeah, man. Now I feel pretty uh, comfortable doing it. You've got your pitch. The wife's like, I don't know how you do that shit. Yeah, how long have you been married? Uh, almost five years. Oh, been wow. together almost 13. Oh, wow. All right. And obviously she's very supportive. Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah. Yep. Going back to uh, events. Yeah. I remember. I do a exercise for CF event, too. Mm-hmm. This is the second year we just did it. I had a brain fart before. Yeah. So I, do the bas- I did the basketball tournament, and I did the exercise for CF. And there's another one. I can't think of what the hell it was, but... Just different fundraisers that I do. Mm-hmm. What did your wife say when you said you were going to run almost 300 miles? Uh, you're crazy. Yeah. Just like everybody else has been saying. <laughs> I said, yeah, yeah. I, might, I might be crazy, but you know what? It's got a purpose, right? You're not yeah, just it's doing got this. A purpose. Just a, raising, yeah. raising awareness. Showing what's possible. Yeah. It can be done. You have a plan B? Nope, I'm not going to have one. I'm going to get it done. All right. That's my goal. There you go. Uh, let's talk about mental health because you have listed here. Yeah. So Get uh, to it. I was diagnosed, uh, when was it, a few years ago, with obsessive compulsive disorder. Mm-hmm. So growing up, I always knew 
like something wasn't right. Kind what, of. what were some of the traits that you were kind of uh, displaying growing up? <clears throat> Just obsessing on uh, thoughts, mm-hmm. like replaying them over and over and over again. Having to uh, touch the doorknob. Yeah. Did you, did you have a number? Uh, no number. Just had to do it till it felt right. Okay. Jumping up, touching the ceiling, yeah. checking the stove. How old are you when that started? Oh Jesus! Uh, probably ten, eleven years old. Mm-hmm. But then I'd have to do like certain rituals to prevent somebody close to me from dying. Mm-hmm. Like I had the power. If I touched that light bulb, that person wasn't gonna die. Yeah. Like, just weird shit like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and also, like, just struggle with depression and stuff from having a CF. And when I was, uh, so I'm just going to go back just a little bit. Between, like, 17 to 23 years old, I, uh, struggled with, like, alcohol. Because mm-hmm. I was trying to help hide or mask these thoughts and feelings I was having. Yeah. And so I was drinking like five to six days a week. What were you drinking? Anything you got your hands on? Yep. Yeah. Blackout drunk. Uh, and people just thought I like, just like the party and stuff like that, which... Mm-hmm. Wasn't you know, false. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't false, but... And especially out there in like a rural part, right? I feel like alcohol yeah. is... Big. Yeah. Down there. And, and, and the one thing that I've that I spoke about a lot with uh, when I was working with with these players, the majority of the players that I worked with were native, right? They all came from the reservation. We played on reses. And alcohol is very prohibited on a reservation unless it's within the house. Is that correct? Uh, if it's on private property, I think you're allowed to have alcohol, but you can't. There's no bars. There's no alcohol being served on a reservation. Uh, there's bars down there. Oh, are there? Yep. Okay. Yep. I thought it was... Uh, there's a few bars in Salamanca. Okay. But they're on the res. On the res. Okay. I thought there was uh, some other limitations, but alcohol is a huge thing out there on the res. Yeah, the alcohol you know, I, is bad. I, I, and yeah, it's not 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 in a good direction. It's obviously very Correct. bad. But uh, a lot of the guys that I was talking with, they were just like, it it kills the reservation. You know, yep. it kills families, and alcoholism is a huge part because of what I what I guess is the prohibition of alcohol on reservations makes it so that it's so much more. I don't know, highly sought out for. You know what I mean? You're going to prohibit something. People are going to go out of their way and find it and abuse it. If, right. You know, I mean, history has shown that with prohibition in the 20s or whatever and yeah, man. drugs in general. Yeah, but I think if you go into rural areas or like areas like that, yeah, there's not that much too. around. Yeah. Like alcohol and drugs can mm-hmm. be a big problem. And you never got into drugs? No. Mostly just Just booze. the alcohol. Yeah. And, uh... I was just struggling big time mentally. Yeah. That's what I was doing to help cope. Mm-hmm. And obviously it wasn't helping. That didn't help. Yeah. I mean, it took the thoughts away while I was out drinking and partying. Yeah. But then the next morning you wake up, it all comes back and hits you again. Now, did booze fuck with your lungs at all? It did. Yeah. Uh, so between 17 and 23, I was hospitalized like five different times. Jesus, for drinking. Five or six times. Yeah, just because I wasn't taking good care of myself. Okay, so it was just kind of a mix of everything. So I was putting <clears throat> partying first over... Uh, my health. Yeah. So I wasn't doing my treatments like I should. I just cared about getting drunk. Where's, mm-hmm. the, where's the next party going to be? Uh, and what I was, I was doing that because I was just having all these horrible thoughts. Yeah. Suicidal, irrational. And that's the only way yeah. I knew that I could. I feel cope. like that's not too unreasonable to think about somebody who's grown up with, you know, doctors say, like, you're probably not going to see a certain age. Correct. 
And I mean, I, I, I can empathize, you know, if somebody were to tell me that, I'd just be like, part of me is just like, well, what's the point? Yeah. Right. If, if I have a time limit, if I have an expiration date, like may as well have fun. And then the other part of me is like, well, it's not really worth it, you know? And so what, what, what made that change? You said from what age is 17? Uh, like 17 to 23. So 23 hits. What yeah, happened? 23 hits. It was my uh, fifth hospitalization. My father had just passed away. How old is your dad? He was 63 when he passed. He died of cirrhosis of the liver. Jesus. From drinking. Young. So I seen what he went through. Yeah. So he lived like, he got diagnosed, lived another three years. But that three years, he was just struggling mm-hmm. big time. He stopped drinking cold turkey and stuff, but just the effects of the yeah, liver. Yeah, yeah. The damage. It Can't messes, really reverse that. Yeah, it messes his body up big time. So that so, kind of scared the shit out of you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that scared yeah. the shit out of me. And then uh, I got custody of my nephew because he had custody of uh, my nephew. Mm-hmm. And then he passed away. I took over. Yeah. He was six when I got him. And uh, Was he living with you? Yep. Yeah, we were me, the wife. She was a girlfriend then. Mm-hmm. We were living at my dad's house. But uh, that and then just sick of being sick. Yeah. Like I was sick of, I remember some nurse, I don't remember who it was, I remember her telling me, this is this looks like it's going to be your uh, new routine. Yeah, every couple one, months you're back or, in. Once or twice a year, you're back in the hospital. Jesus. So I, when I heard that, I'm like, oh, fuck no. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, like, I got to get my fucking shit together here. Mm-hmm. And so from that day, I made a promise to myself that I'd start making exercise a priority, start taking yeah. care of myself. And then the girlfriend, Steph, now wife, also played a big part in that too. So just wanted to be around for as long as possible for family yeah. and friends and showing people that I can beat this disease and those type of things just started coming into play and yeah. that's when I started getting my shit together. So going back to the uh, OCD, yeah, you said you were only diagnosed about a couple of years ago. Yeah, like two or three years ago. So when I met Steph, I never told her anything that was going on. Mm-hmm. I hid it from her too. Yeah. It wasn't until, so even when we were together, I was still struggling. Even after, like, slowing down on the drinking and stuff, I was mm-hmm. still struggling. Kept it a secret. I, there, like, there's a big stigma on mental health. Right, yeah. We, we, we talk about it a lot on this podcast. Uh, my last, the last guest I had is a good buddy of mine, Carly. I actually had him on the past two episodes. Because yep. um, I needed uh, somebody to fill in some content. I don't, he has nothing really interesting to say, but I just needed something. To <laughs> He's going to like that. Uh, but we, we, we talked a lot about mental health with him. and um, Yeah, it, it is. It's, it's really taboo. It's, it's, it's a huge stigma because it's, you kind of associate, like, if somebody has a mental health thing, you're crazy, crazy. right? Yeah, exactly. One thing I learned in school was, like, you never call your patients crazy. No matter how crazy they might seem, you just you don't call them crazy. You yeah. know what I mean? Everybody's got something. and Obviously, you've got some people who are really, really far out there into the universe and somebody you just you can't relate but everybody has a story right everybody has struggles everybody has shit that they go through yep cf or not or it could be a really good life that they've lived but they still have something that they're dealing with yep, on a sure. you know mental level and a lot, i have a lot of patients that are um you know chronically injured chronically hurt okay no disease nothing like that nothing like, but they've got chronic insert pain here low right. back neck pain whatever it is yep the mental struggle that they deal with, the mental toll that it takes on their b- brain, on their, you know, 
uh, psychological psyche and everything. I don't don't know what I'm looking for here, but it's so great, right? It has such a huge impact on them. Um, So yeah, everybody's got uh, some shit to deal with, so. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. I uh, didn't want her to, like, I didn't want to tell her the hell was going on because... You don't want to scare her. Was she going to get scared, leave me, and think I'm crazy and nuts and all this other shit? Even though she was going to school for psychology. What is that what she does? She's a uh, social worker. Okay. Fuck. But what, is, what, what is that like? <laughs> living with a social worker? Yeah, that's not your bad. Own? Yeah. I mean. She keeps her job outside. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Yeah. She's good with that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I got to the point, I think I was like 27, 28, mm-hmm. where I was just experiencing these racing thoughts that just kept coming, coming, coming. I couldn't concentrate suicidal thoughts, irrational thoughts, uh, panic attacks. Yeah. I'm just gonna... Yeah, man. And, uh, it got to be way too much. Mm -hmm. I had big-ass breakdown. So, I remember I was at work. Where were you working? Uh, there was a gym called Group Health and Fitness in Ellicottville. Okay. Yeah, I drive by. It's on 28? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's where I started my whole journey mm-hmm. and we'll get to that so you had a big breakdown there yep so i remember i was at work sitting there and i just felt like i was not even inside my body mm-hmm. like just all these thoughts rushing in fucking freaked out called her talked to her on the phone when i got home we were talking in the kitchen i just started bawling my eyes out telling her what was going on and you guys were already dating for a couple of years at this point, right? Yep, we were, uh, I think we were married at this point. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I, I kept it yeah. from him for that long. Didn't want to tell her what the hell was going on. It's impressive. It is. <laughs> yep. But uh, I finally, it just got to that point where I had to, or else something bad is probably going to happen. But uh, I told her she uh, was very supportive. Mm-hmm. And uh, having that psychology kind of background. Yeah. Now, have you been in therapy ever since? Uh, so I went to therapy probably like a week after that. I was there for a few months. Yeah. I'm on medication for it, which is not a bad thing. Yeah. If you need meds, you need meds. Uh, but I haven't been back since mm-hmm. just because I found ways to help cope with it and like running and exercise and staying yeah. active trying to keep a positive mindset and uh, just knowing that those thoughts of like touching that doorknob and stuff I try to try to stop doing yeah. that shit but does it still kind of it'll pre- pop yeah, yeah it'll try to pop in once in a while mm-hmm. but I know it's just nonsense do you notice an association between having like a rough day or a rough couple of weeks with some of these thoughts oh, yeah. coming back oh yeah yeah from having a stressful week or something yeah. they'll, they'll be popping in yeah how, how do you deal with keeping your motivation high and keeping that drive going? Because, I mean, obviously, it's it's not an easy thing for anybody, you know, yeah. but now you've got a couple of these factors working pretty hard against you, yep. and you've got this big charity coming up or this big race. Um, and obviously, there's times where I'm sure you feel like like th- this isn't going to do anything, right? Is that is that safe to say? Yeah, man, correct. Yeah. Yeah, but the biggest thing is uh, I stay motivated because I don't want to die young. Yeah. Fair enough. So, uh, even though I'm having these suicidal thoughts and stuff, like, mm-hmm. I don't really want to die. Um, and with the CF, like, I just, the life expectancy is, like, 40 today. Mm-hmm. 
So there's only 5% of the CF population that's 40 years or older. Shit. So. Have you met any of them? Uh, just through, like, social media and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, that really drives me to, uh, be the best I can be and just stay on top of my treatments, exercise my ass off. Yeah. Keeping my mental health in check. Keeping up with the trichafta? Yep, trichafta. Keeping up with that. Yeah. Now, is that something, does insurance cover that or is that an out-of-pocket? Yep, yeah, it's covered, okay. thankfully. It's like $311,000 a year. How much? 311000 If you didn't have insurance? Yep. Jesus it's fucking Christ. nuts, dude. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I talk about this all the time at work. Um, I have so many patients who come in who just can't afford certain services, you know? And yep. 20 a week, 40 a week, okay, but when you start dealing with some of these medications and it's just like 1000 a month, 300000 a year, you know? It's just like... What's the alternative? Getting freaking ripped off. Yeah. Big time. Right. What's the alternative there? I think it's sometimes it's it's better off for some people just to suffer. You know, I mean, you can't afford it. What you're supposed to do. Yep. So. That's uh, geez, three hundred eleven thousand dollars a year. Yep. Holy so shit. luckily, there's insurance on mine. So. Yeah. It covers covers it. Have you tried any alternatives? I I mean, I feel like at this point, by thirty two, you've kind of exhausted a lot of your options with. Uh, yeah, no alternatives. Yeah. Uh, just doing whatever I gotta do, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. So let's talk about your work. So you're a personal trainer? Yep, I got my own personal training business. Mm-hmm. And what, uh, that's just called? It's Bradley Pool Health and Fitness. Okay. Uh, so I started, like I said before, at Groove, mm-hmm. right out of college. I was there for like almost two years. Wanted to go off and kind of do my own thing. There's another gym in Ellicottville called Core Performance. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at now. Kim Duke is the owner. So I'm very appreciative of her for uh, letting me use her space. Mm-hmm. So I just I, I use her space, but it's still my own business. Yeah. I just have to give her a certain percentage of whatever I charge my clients. Right, pretty straightforward. So, But I've been doing this now for like a year and a half. What were you doing prior to that? What's that? What were you doing prior to that? Were you just personal training back then too? Yep. So at the at the uh, other gym. Now, okay. There, I was doing personal training, teaching classes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I was going through your Instagram uh, yesterday, and I just saw you have like these big group fitnesses. We also do one on one and stuff. Yep. Yeah. I do one on one group fitness classes, which are awesome. So what do you you have a CSCS? Yep. I got CSCS, mm-hmm. uh, ISSA through personal training, and I got uh, sports performance, which is USA weightlifting. Okay. So I got those three certs. Yeah. I uh, interned at Bonaventure for like a year, and then I volunteered for like another year working with Darren Fisk. Okay. So I worked with like their athletes. Are Are there any strength coaches and stuff that you kind of, I don't want to say look up to, but follow their training, their mythology, methodology, excuse me? Uh. I mean, especially if you went like ISSA. Yeah. That's, uh. Who's big into that? I think it was like Fred Hatfield, if you're familiar with that name. No. He's, uh, that might have been his organization. I'm not too sure. He was the second person to squat 1,000 pounds in competition, with the first being Lee Moran in the 70s. Um, yeah, Dr. Squat is his name. That was his name. He just passed away last year, Fred Hatfield. Oh, yeah? But uh, I think ISSA was his big 
like I said, I don't know if he created the ISSA or if he was just a really big part of it, of the organization. Yep. And CSCS is pretty good to have, too. Oh, yeah, it's a really good one to have. Yeah. Uh, but there's not really anybody I really follow. Yeah. But I'll, my advice, I get that from, like, Darren Fisk. Mm-hmm. He's, like, my mentor to me, so he's helped me out big time. Yeah. Preparing me for that exam and teaching me all that he knows. Mm-hmm. So that's helped me in my business I have today. Put my clients through workouts, get, helping them get healthy and fit and all that good stuff. Yeah. Torturing them with tough-ass workouts. And that's picking up. That's something <laughs> you'd like to just keep going. Yeah, man. Where do you want to take it? Do you know? Do you have any ideas? Eventually, uh, get my own space sometime mm-hmm. down the road. You want to stay in Cat County? Uh, Yeah, probably. So it's just... Probably a couple years down the road, mm-hmm. finding my own space at my own gym. Yeah. Now, with something like with CF, you obviously kind of always have to think ahead, right? Do you have, you have like a, like a year-long, five-year, ten-year kind of idea of what's going on in your life or where you plan on being or, you know, I mean, is there always that kind of thought in the back of your head? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, definitely within five years, mm-hmm. being on my own. Yeah. And uh, hopefully still kicking CF's ass. Yeah. It's a disease that you just never know, though. How much so money I mean, do you plan on raising with this? Or whatever you can? Yeah, hopefully $100,000. Okay. It's the goal. I mean, if we go under, we go under. If we go over, great. Yeah. But just just uh, even beyond just spread awareness about it mm-hmm. is good enough for me. So. And where are you going to donate the money to? Or is it uh, to, it goes right to the CF Foundation. Western New York or just the CF Foundation? Uh, so it's going to go, I'm not sure if they, <laughs> Western New York keeps it or they send it right to the main place. Mm-hmm. Either way, it's going right back to Either, CF. Yeah, it's going right to CF. Yeah. It'll go to research, help develop better drugs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. It's a lot. Yep. So, yeah. Miles. I've been training for a few months now. Yeah. Five left to go. Got to be excited. Yeah, I'm getting nervous. pumped. Uh, not nervous yet. Yeah, not yet. I mean, obviously, I, I can't imagine anybody who would want to stand in your way for something like this, right? You're just... Yeah. It's for a good cause, obviously, but I imagine you probably have a ton of people behind you. Yep. Got a lot of support. Yeah. Uh, hopefully have at least one runner with me for every day. I'll be nice. Does just, your wife run? No. Okay. She does not exercise. Yeah. <laughs> We're complete opposites. Yeah. But uh, just to, just to make sure I'm safe out there, I'll be on some trails mm-hmm. for a good part of it. Are you gonna make any stops while you run, or not really? It's just gonna try to be eight hours straight through. Trying to go straight through. Yeah. But if I have to stop a couple <laughs> times to, like, if people wanna mm-hmm. say hi and shit like that, I'll yeah. stop. And but I'm trying to get uh, people to run with me. So at least one person with me, but then if people want to join in, yeah, they can join in. Which we're, we're trying to figure out how this is gonna work now. Mm-hmm. But they'll just have to like raise a certain amount of money to be able to run. Yeah, and they can run as far as they want with me. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're trying. We're thinking of like teams of like five, ten, fifteen, and then there's like a different price for each team. Yeah. Now is this something you would want to do in like 2021? Maybe a bigger run, yes, and then sir. just keep going, keep going. Yep, gonna yeah. keep making it bigger every year. That'd be great. Tough, tougher challenge every yeah. year. 
eventually they'll just run across the country. Yeah, possibly. There was, uh, I'm trying to think. Well, obviously you had the, uh, shit, I don't even want to make an attempt at his name because I completely forgot out in Canada. Terry, uh, he was an amputee. He ran on, uh, was he a double or a single amputee? But he ran across Canada, and any Canadian listeners, Canadian listeners are going to absolutely hate me because I cannot remember. <laughs> Terry Pop, Terry something. Shit, doesn't make a difference. It does make a difference, but the fact that I don't know his name doesn't make a difference. I apologize to all my Canadians. Um, that's all right. Somebody will get back to me. So he ran across all Canada. I'm pretty sure. I think he ran throughout all the provinces. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, and then he passed away right after. He's on their... He's on a piece of currency. I don't know if he's on a coin or a, or a, uh, a bill, but he's out there. I'll, I don't want to get the name he, wrong. He passed away right after? Passed away shortly after. Yeah, this was maybe 90s. Oh, what's it? Maybe earlier, maybe 70s. <laughs> we'll say it was in the past 50 years or so he did this run. Um, but look it up. Might be some good, good right, motivation yeah, for that you. Up. I don't yeah. honestly do not remember his name. So... Of all the people that you mentioned, there was one on this list. Carolyn, did you mention her? Carolyn, yep. Who's that? Yeah, she's uh, from the CF Foundation. Okay, that's right, that's right. So you did. All so right. she's so helping me like market here. and all that good shit. So. Yeah. yeah, man. Did I cover everybody on there? Yeah, pretty much. All right, good. Well, yeah, for sure, you definitely did. I mean, we covered everything, <laughs> covered everything we want to talk about, but you know, the bulk of it was the CF and the run and just kind of managing and dealing with all that. So, um, yeah, we're coming up on an hour. Told you it goes by quick, right? Damn, that was yeah. fast. So, let's get some kind of closing, closing thoughts here. For anybody who might be listening, who may be dealing with CF on a personal level, a family member, a child, whatever it is, what do you want to tell them? You know, biggest thing is to uh, not give up. Yeah. Don't let CF define you. You have CF, but it doesn't have you. Do your treatments, exercise, do whatever you have to do to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a disease that you can beat. You just have to want to beat it. Mm-hmm. Um, stay as positive as possible. If you're a kid, listen to your parents when they say do your treatments. Uh, I know from personal experience, back in my teenage years, kind of slacked off. So listen to them. And just keep up the good fight. Yeah. Uh, what? Okay, we'll say... I don't know, 15-year-old Brad talking yeah. to 32-year-old Brad, or the other way around, say <laughs> like 32-year-old talking to 15-year-old Brad. What would you tell him? Same thing, keep fighting? Yeah, man, keep fighting. Um, 32-year-old Brad talking to 15, get your freaking head out of your ass. What the hell are you doing? Yeah. And uh, just get your shit done, do your shit. Hopefully someday there'll be a cure soon. Stay as healthy as possible for now until there is a cure. Just keep kicking ass. How about any advice for somebody looking to get into the personal training field? Uh, advice as far as that, so get as much experience as possible as far as going to school, internships. Yeah. Learning everything there is to know about the human body so that you can help others, you know, become healthier versions of themselves. Mm-hmm. And, uh, just constantly, uh, researching 
doing things of that nature to better yourself as a trainer and so you know all there is that you need to know. Very good. Anything else you want to get out there? Anything else you want to promote? You've got some speaking engagements coming up. Yep, I got one coming up next, uh, this coming Friday. Mm -hmm. So today is the 26th of January. It's a Sunday. Friday makes it February. Yes, first or, uh, no, what would it be? Maybe third. Something like that. Yeah, this this will probably come out within the next week or so because I still have some stuff that I need to get done before this gets out, but. Yep, but I'm speaking at a school in uh, Hinsdale. Mm -hmm. First to 12th graders. And then I got to go to Pitt Bradford. I'm going to be talking to a, it's like an exercise, group fitness exercise class. Mm-hmm. Just sharing my experiences with uh, group fitness, putting them through a workout. Yeah. Those are the only two I have lined up right now. Are you doing anything local? Are you getting on the news out there? Uh, I'm going to try. So as far as like uh, marketing for this event, 266 mm-hmm. for CF. Uh, trying to get some interviews on radio stations, local yeah. Even up here in Buffalo, if possible. That would be great. That would be huge. Uh, trying to get on channel, I think it's 2 for, I'm not sure what the CF one has that's connected with them. Mm-hmm. It's either 2 or 7, I think. Possibly even 4, who knows. Getting an interview on there, just to help market. Uh, getting in newspapers, things like yeah. that. So. Do you plan on doing any type of documenting while you're while you're doing your run? I mean, obviously Instagram and Facebook are going to play kind of a role. Are you going to try to do like a like video or some kind of journaling, some kind of diary where, you know, you kind of, I mean, it's seven days. It's not a whole lot, but you're doing, you I mean, you're covering a lot, you know, in yeah. a week. The only thing I have in mind right now is just a Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. keeping people updated. I'll do some like live videos here and there. Yeah. But I do like the uh, diary yeah. thing you mentioned there. I mean, something, you know what I mean? Just to kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just keep your appearance, you yeah. know what I mean? Just like, just keep it going for the seven days, like hard. Oh yeah, for you sure. You know what I mean? Just constantly on social media. Yep. I mean, you've got somebody either running with you or somebody in a camper. Yep. So it wouldn't be the worst thing to have somebody recording you. And, yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah, so if anybody out there <laughs> wants to, uh film yeah that'd be great and if anybody wants to run right or run yeah or sponsor so looking for sponsors yeah let's talk about that so where can people find you so you can get a hold of me on uh, my facebook page it's bradley pool health and fitness p-o-o-l-e yep p-o-o-l-e instagram uh it's bradley underscore j underscore pool p-o-o-l-e uh Website bradleypool.com. Website bradleypool.com. That's my uh, personal training website. Reach to me on there. I would give out my cell phone number. I'm not sure if that's safe or not. But yeah, let people hit you up on. on yeah, Instagram hit me up on Facebook those. First. Mainly Facebook or Instagram. Hit me up on that. Have you thought about Twitter? Uh, I'm not on Twitter, but I've thought about it. Wouldn't be the worst. I mean, with something like this, just constant reminders that. Yep. You know what I mean? Because everything moves so fast, right? You'll put something up there, and you'll get a ton of really good responses, and then the next day, people completely forgot about it. Yeah. So just kind of being in the spotlight over and over, over and over, over again. again. Yeah. Yep. Just like every day, day, twice a day, especially with Twitter, you know, because you can hit that hard. You can tweet two, three, four, five times a day, and I don't think people are really going to get as annoyed 
as a photo. You know what I mean? It's just right. text. Just, hey, what's up? This is what I got going on. This is how my training went today. This is how many miles I ran. This is how many miles, you know. Yep, just keep putting shit People out like there. that. People like yeah. just following. You know, especially when you're not just somebody who's running, right? You're somebody who's running for a cause. Correct. So just kind of, uh, I don't want to say spamming everybody, but just like, hey, still here, still here, <laughs> still here, still here, still here. By the way, I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still running, still running over and over and over again to the point where people are just like, fuck, man, this this guy's really annoying, but like he just keeps posting. Like I'm just gonna keep following. I want to see what he's gonna do next. So, yeah, little things like that. I like, I like that idea. Yeah, I'll keep that in mind. I mean, that's something sure. that I don't do enough because my only marketing tool <clears throat> is is Instagram. Yeah, and I have this podcast, but this podcast really wouldn't exist if I didn't have Instagram to uh, market this and to advertise. You know what I mean? So. For me, Instagram is it. I don't like Twitter. I don't really feel like I, I hate Facebook. I really don't feel like I need to do any more. Of that. But if I did, I'd probably get more people on board, more listeners. You know what I mean? So yeah, m- m- wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. But I yep. just uh, I hate social media personally. Yeah. <laughs> if I didn't need an Instagram, I wouldn't. But it's pretty necessary. Yeah, I kind of need me. it for my uh, yeah. my business. So yeah, for sure. I think social media helps big time. Yeah. Well, it is helping big time. So. But yeah, the word is the goal is to just get the word out there. Do you already have um, you already have a place for people to donate or not yet? Uh not yet. Okay. So we'll be getting that up. Yeah, in the next couple months. Okay. And uh, I'll definitely be posting quite a bit. Yeah. So, so if people want to follow me, Facebook, Instagram, all things Bradley Pool, P O L P O O L E. So that should be good. Yep. So give me a follow, like, follow me. Sponsors. And, uh, sponsors. Runners. <laughs> All right, man. That's all we got. Thanks for coming down. I appreciate it. Yeah, dude. Thanks for reaching out, having me on here. It's fucking awesome.